Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Today on Things You Should Know, six college towns that you don't need to be a student in order to enjoy. So stick around. Here at Things You Should Know podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users? Or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decisions you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome to Things You Should Know podcast. My name is Kelly. I'm your host. It's my pleasure as I do each and every week to welcome you to the podcast. Really fun podcast planned for you today. Uh, I thought about this one because so many of us are ready to get outside and travel and, and go places and do things. And a lot of kids are going back to school. Uh, so I thought maybe we talk about some places that we could go and hang out and have fun and some places that maybe are not at the top of your list, some things that you didn't even think of. So here are some new ideas for you in the event that you are uh, ready to get back out there. Before we get going, I would like to thank all of you for joining me today. It's always my pleasure to have you here at Things You Should Know, uh, particularly those guys. This is your first time. Welcome aboard. Thank you for listening uh, with us today. Go ahead now and subscribe to the podcast and make sure you follow us on Facebook because we do this every other day, every other day. And I'm sure you're going to like the content. So go ahead and subscribe now. Please also share. Tell your family, friends, loved ones and associates share our content. We would certainly be appreciative. So let's go ahead and jump into the content for today. We're talking about college towns that you don't necessarily need to be a student to enjoy. One of these towns actually is close to me. I've been uh, to two of these I'm going to tell you about and personally think that uh, they're, they're, they were good picks. Uh, a couple of these I didn't know about, a couple of these schools I didn't even know about. So let's see how many you knew and how uh, they stack up, for example, on your uh, idea of places that are maybe cool to go. 
So number one is a place called San Luis Opiso, O-B-I-S-P-O, California. This is located uh, California's uh, California Central Coast. And according to this article, which, by the way, let me just give some credit to where I got this article from, because I love this website. I love this publication and I'm going to pub them because they uh, I'm on their mailing list. And I've not really pulled any information for you guys before from here, but I read it probably every other day. It is called The Discoverer, thediscoverer.com. They've got some great articles, pretty precise, uh, some good information, especially when it comes to traveling. So if you're someone who likes to travel and you like to get, you know, good information and good ideas about your next travel, why don't you check out and, and listen, I'm not a sponsor for them or anything. They're not sponsored for us, I should say, or at least not yet. I'm just sharing good information with you. Again, I just want you to have the best information. That's why you listen here. So I'm just sharing. This is free. Uh, I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm just telling you that they've got some awesome information. I've subscribed to their uh, mailing list for a few uh, years now, and I really enjoy the content. So back to San Luis. So this is uh, California Central Coast. According to this article, it's a hidden gem. The school there is a polytechnic state university, California Polytechnic State University. It boasts more than just a great school, but also gorgeous beaches, as we know California is famous for. Uh, if you are an outdoor enthusiast, this is a great place for you. There's kayaking. There are beaches. There's rock climbing, surfing. Whatever overlanding is, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, zip lining, hiking, biking, gardens, you know, botanical gardens, horseback riding, ATVs, you name it. It's a lot of outdoor activities in this area of Villa Beach, which is close by, offers well watching, which is super awesome. And the opportunity to see elephant seals. That's something we don't get on the East Coast. You know, no wells. Are, are um, elephant seals. So that would be really, really cool to see. Now, unique to San Luis Obispo are the sticky but sweet bubblegum alley and the scenic coast where you can explore the historical grounds of uh, Hearst Castle and the Point St. Louis Lighthouse is there. And if you are truly um, want to find a cool place to stay during your trip, uh, there's a Madonna Inn. There are ultra, you know, uh, upscale rooms. Uh, it's not far from wine country either. And it's a neighboring uh, city is uh, Paso Robles. And there's evidently a lot of vineyards there. So, again, uh, first city is San Luis Obispo, California. And the school that is there is California Polytechnic State University. So let's jump to the next one. This is Fort Collins, Colorado, Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, Colorado State. Uh, of course, we've all heard of Colorado State, mostly probably through sports and uh, NCAA and stuff like that. Uh, Colorado State is nestled in Fort Collins, Colorado, and there are plenty of things to do other than hanging out on the campus there. If you are adventurous and a nature fan, uh, there's a local national forest there. It's called the Roosevelt National Forest. Also, there's Lori State Park, which offers a wide range of activities. Again, you've got your hunting, your boating, rock climbing, picnicking, horseback riding, ATVs, fishing, outdoor trails. I think I've mentioned to you guys before, my wife and I have um, 
embarked upon a 52 uh, trail challenge this year in 2021. So we really enjoy hiking. So maybe there are some folks out there that enjoy hiking and biking. Um, also, uh, if you need to refuel and unwind after a day of exploration exercise, you can check out the Old Town District of which Disneyland's Main Street USA architecture is based on. You guys have been listening to this podcast for a while. Know that I am a Disney nerd and that is super awesome. I would go there, if nothing else, just to check out that. Main Street USA is one of my favorite, favorite uh, places to be in all of Walt Disney World. And for those of you who do not know, uh, it is located in Walt Disney World, Florida at the Magic Kingdom. And it is awesome. It is awesome. Now, Fort Collins is also a great place for those who like beer craft beers, which would not include me. I do not like beer. (laughs) The town is known as Colorado's craft beer capital. It features more than 20 breweries and they produce 70% of the state's craft beers. That's 7% of America's craft beers. Hmm. So if you're a beer drinker, hang out in Fort Collins. Yeah. A lot of kids there. I'm sure they sell a lot of beer. Again, that's Fort Collins, Colorado. The school is Colorado State University. Uh, here's one that I am familiar with that I actually have gone to. Uh, my kids have entered different competitions and we actually did a school tour here because one of my kids was looking at attending and I've had a young cousin that went here. I've been to this school a number of times for different conferences. It is Athens, Georgia, and you guessed it. It is the home of the UGA Bulldogs. University of Georgia is located outside of Atlanta. It's about... Uh, from Atlanta, it's probably about 45 minutes an hour. But from me, where I live, I live about 20 minutes outside of Atlanta already. So for me, it only takes me about 30 minutes to get to Athens. And again, it's the home of the University of Georgia Bulldogs. A city is um, a music fan's dream. It sort of gives you a little feel like a small Nashville kind of deal, a small Memphis kind of deal. It's not like, you know, Bill Street. Don't get me wrong. But it sort of feels that way, you know, a little. Uh, There's a music history walking tour there. There are theaters, art galleries. uh, There's even a zoo provided uh, for entertainment there as well. There's a state botanical garden. There's a Sandy Creek Nature Center there. There's a Georgia Museum of Art. And these are free to visitors. Um, there's a lot of biking and hiking trails uh, in the area as well. And you can also take a North Oconee River trip in a kayak or a canoe. One of the big things here in Georgia, and I don't think it's exclusive to Georgia, but people really like kayaking and being on the water and these sorts of things. Uh, canoeing and just rafting, quite honestly, uh, they're I can't think of any river that's in Atlanta that people don't uh, hang out on the summer and raft and, you know, do their beer and all this other kind of stuff. Big water area. But again, this is a uh, uh, University of Georgia is located in Athens, Georgia. And if you are a foodie, you like this area as well. Obviously, anywhere there are a lot of students, there are going to be a lot of restaurants uh, because kids love to eat. And um, if you like pizza, I, I went to a really great pizza. I can't even think of the name of the place now, but I went to a really great pizza uh, place there in Athens. Athens is not super big. It's small enough for you to just kind of, you know, park your car and walk. Uh, it's, it's a really clean city. It, it was it was fun the times that I went. I will tell you this. I've not gone to UGA during football time. Like if there's a football game going on, if any of you know anything about the SEC, uh, the Southeastern Conference, 
it is a big, big deal uh, here in the Southeast. And University of Georgia has been uh, pretty prolific in the last couple of years. And so they draw a large, large crowd. Now, obviously, this is before COVID. Uh, so hopefully we'll get back to where people can attend games and things like that. Uh, but just to let you know, you know, normally tailgating and all these sorts of things sort of shuts the city down. It does here in Atlanta when people are just going to the Falcons game. So I can imagine small town of Athens, Uh, but easy to get in, easy to get out of, not far from Atlanta. So if you're in Atlanta anytime visiting family or on business, you just want to shoot up to Athens. It's not a very long trip. So maybe consider that. All right, let's keep going. Fort Worth, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. I've never been to Fort Worth. Uh, Many tourists like to go to Texas, uh, to Dallas, Fort Worth area. Uh, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, so I uh, need to make my way down there to see Jerry's uh, new world. Uh, But anyway, uh, Fort Worth, Texas is a 30 minute trip, I think, from Dallas. Uh, This is home of the Texas Christian University, TCU. Uh, Texas uh, Wesleyan University and other institutions as well. Uh, It's a cowboy town and it's uh, got a lot of Texas charm. There there are stockyards and a lot of, you know, uh, cattle and wildlife and things like that to experience rodeos, et cetera. If you're into that sort of thing, Uh, don't fall into the trap of thinking that this college town is only ranchers and cattle, though. There are a lot of thriving art districts there. There are museums, modern art of Fort Worth is there and the Kimball Museum, which hosts rotating exhibits alongside impressive permanent collections. What I've noticed a lot of times uh, about uh, cities that established, really established cities that they go through these um, renovations, if you will. Uh, Take, for example, Austin, Texas. They're really, really known for uh, just, you know, artistry and and diversity and um, just, you know, this this new uh, I, I shouldn't say new, but here in Atlanta, we have a couple areas that uh, if you go, you know, you can expect, you know, outside activities. People are really enthusiastic about exercising, being outside, doing yoga outside, playing sports outside, biking, hiking, running. Uh, there's a, a litany of restaurants and, and places to eat, not just to eat, but to eat well, wellness. And so I sort of see, and I'm going to post this article on our Facebook page so you can check it out, see some of these pictures, but it sort of feels like that. You know, when you see some of these spots and they're being reimagined, if you will, uh, a lot of the uh, new thought type of um, uh, uh, industry is coming in, you know, uh, smoothie shops, uh, different places to get, you know, uh, food other than fast food, uh, art collectors. And, and different things like that. So if you are in the uh, proximity of Fort Worth, Texas, you're in Dallas, Houston or, or nearabouts. I know Houston is further away, uh, but there are a lot there are a lot of things to do in Fort Worth. The water gardens are in Fort Worth. And um, that's something that you want to check out. Uh, this is a terrace fountain. It's about 38 feet tall and it looks very stunning, lit up at night, according to this article. And there are miles and miles of bike trails along the Trinity River. Now, I have been to San Antonio and they have a similar setup where the downtown is like lit up at night. And there are trails, walking trails downtown because there's a river that goes through uh, San Antonio. It's, it's pretty cool. But anyway, Fort Worth is the next one. So uh, one more on our list. Well, actually, two more. You got Flagstaff, Arizona. 
Flagstaff, Arizona. This is the home of Northern Arizona University. And it's only an hour and a half drive to the Grand Canyon from Flagstaff. It's an array of geological landmarks uh, in Flagstaff and they're nearby, you know, the school. The stunning red rocks. I found out a lot about the red rocks when I was in Las Vegas uh, about a month ago because you could see them from the airplane and then there are excursions and different companies that are trying to entice you to go out of Las Vegas and do these excursions. And since I've come back, I've seen at least two different documentaries on the red rocks of um you know, right outside of Las Vegas. And evidently, uh, these run a long, long way. Uh, the Grand Canyon, of course, as you know, is is, is huge. So uh, from Vegas uh, all the way uh, down into uh, Arizona, uh, this is, uh, uh, they're talking about the Red Rocks there in Flagstaff. Now, of course, again, outside enthusiasts, you're going to really love this place. There are avid hikers there and bikers, adventurous mountain bikers. Uh, which like to explore the what's called the Wupaki National Monument and the Sunset Crater Volcano National Monument. Their dormer, dormant uh, cider cone volcanoes, dormant cider cone volcanoes. Uh, you can also ski in Flagstaff at the Arizona Snow Bowl. Well, that's different because Arizona is like uh, the desert, but there's a snowball, uh, which is nestled in the San Francisco peaks of about 9,500 feet. Uh, so this is an outdoorsy type of spot in Flagstaff, Arizona. And the school is, well, there are a number of schools, but the one they list here is Northern Arizona University. Now, the last one is up north, northeast. It's in Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland. I have been here, but I haven't been to this town. Residents of Washington, D.C., because this is right outside of Washington, D.C., when I say right outside, it's relative, because if you've been to D.C., you know the traffic is horrendous, and something that could take you 15 minutes, and some days could take an hour 15 minutes. But anyway, residents of Washington, D.C. and Baltimore might have the perks of buzzing metropolitan-filled uh, streets of politicians, journalists, and diplomats, uh, but Annapolis, Maryland, embraces a much more relaxed atmosphere. It's more of a, and I really want you to see this picture because it's much more of a small town feel, a main street feel. The University of Maryland and John Hopkins makes Annapolis a gathering place for aspiring doctors and intellectuals. Um, the city also includes charming row houses, which I love in D.C. D.C. is full of row houses. I mean, you can go on certain sides of the city. Of course, you see new construction, but there are some older established areas of D.C. that are just these row houses and they look really, really cool, mainly because here in the south, we don't have that. You know, the architecture it kind of changes as you go around the country. Uh, but I, I, I really fancy it. I don't know if I want to live in one, but I, I like the way they look. The downtown, again, looks like a Main Street, a Main Street USA. It is uh, covered in restaurants and art galleries and shops. Again, back to this new renovation and this new reimagining of these areas. Um, you can also stop by and experience the United States Naval Academy uh, perform the uh, noon meal formation. It's a unique form of entertainment. And uh, comparing the massive yachts over at the Ego Alley is also a spectacle. Now, you know, when you're in the D.C. area, you're close to water. And also, you know, that there's a huge um, uh, military presence there and the Navy is one of those things. And you can really see a lot of ships and different architecture and 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 um, if you're into that uh, in this area. And Annapolis 
is uh, right outside of D.C. Uh, it doesn't really say how far, but I think within an hour or so outside of D.C., you could get to Annapolis pretty easily. Now, I will tell you this because this excludes this is concludes our list for, you know, this particular article. But I was surprised to see they didn't list one of my favorite uh, towns. I stumbled upon it and uh, I thought it was an absolute gem that um, the the architecture, the, the weather, there is a school there. Uh, there's fishing, there's outdoor activities, there's all sorts of um touristy type of things to do. Uh, and that town is St. Augustine. And St. Augustine is a city on the northeast coast. It's in Florida. It is about mm, a little less than an hour, maybe an hour south of Jacksonville. And uh, St. Augustine is absolutely beautiful. It has um, Spanish colonial architecture and it is on the Atlantic coast, on the east coast of the United States. It is very tranquil. Uh, there's a lot, a lot to do there. Uh, there are state parks that are protected, you know, wildlife sanctuaries, of course. There's a lot to see because St. Augustine uh, was a place of um, sort of it, it was like a battle fortress for for the U.S. for a long time. There there's still some architecture there uh, that shows how uh, the fortresses were made of stone and, and where cannons were and uh, how that fort was used to defend. And uh, man, there's there's a ton of stuff to do in St. Augustine. You could park your car, which is what we did, and just walk around for hours. There, there are outdoor flea markets. Uh, there are all sorts of tourist types of um, tours and, and uh, there are restaurants, there are bars. And I, and I don't mean like barsy type of restaurants where you go from bar to bar, although there's some of that. But these are really nice restaurants, some really good classic food. If you are in uh, the Jacksonville area and, and you just have a day where you, you know, don't really have anything to do, why don't you ride down to St. Augustine and hang out? I guarantee you, you will not uh, be disappointed. So again, guys, uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. I know we're all anxious to get back outside and in the sun and uh, begin living our lives again. You know, felt like we were on hold for, for about a year. Uh, but when you do this, please, of course, be safe uh, as you go out and be cognizant of, of others. Uh, these are some ideas for you uh, in all areas of the country, actually. So no matter where you're listening from, from coast to coast, hopefully one or more of these places are close to you and spark some interest in uh, possibly putting on your list. So uh, I appreciate you listening uh, to things you should know today. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'll see you in 48 hours. Have a good one. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, 
leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.